Hello and welcome to the In the Money Players podcast. This is our show for Monday, December 11th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornatow, clearly trying to get in the holiday spirit, trying to manifest some tropical vibes, some uh, melakaliki maka, if you will, here in the Brooklyn bunker today, heading up to snowy Saratoga a little bit later on. Looking forward uh, very much to that. Uh, Kim Weir will be uh, joining me on the train. We'll be brainstorming about uh, all things holiday, thoroughbred, retirement foundation related, but there's some work to do before uh, we get on that train. And to be fair, before we meet at the bar a couple hours before we get on that train. And that is the business of doing this week's early week show. And to do that with me, we bring in a man who's already in Saratoga. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? What's going on? Yeah, look, uh, nothing wrong with taking the train up here. It's one of my favorite uh, things to do. I like to hit that uh, that sandwich spot uh, in, in the Moynihan station, uh, Ali Doro. Um, nice. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Usually I, I have to that. send... I have There's to send the menu to my in-laws to help me understand what all the things are, the Italian things are, but um, it is a delicious sandwich. You're getting the gabagool? What are we talking about? No, it's some, some, some super size, uh, you know, whatever. So but I, but I, I, will, I will see, I, I'm trying my hardest, but I will say this as well. There's that uh, fun little like brewery beer thing in there. I was getting a little four pack for the road. Nice. I don't know any of these places. I, I, you've clearly been traveling by train more than me. Is this like in the food court there or are they yeah, like, like, so there's the Ali Doro is like in the main food court area. There's a bunch of stuff in there. There's a burger spot that hits. There's a bunch of stuff in there. And then kind of around the corner, same like area terminal. There is like, I can't remember the name of the brewery, but like sells their beers in there. They have a nice little hazy IPA. I feel like it's, I feel like the name of the beer is called beer is called for all kind. Maybe. Okay. I'll, um, I'll look for it, man. I'll, I'll, and if I can't find it, I'm going to be bothering you from the station. We were going to go. We were talking about going maybe to the Dead Rabbit uh, little Christmassy pop up for a late lunch, and then and then heading up your way. And you know, this might just sound like a typical tangent of us just being idiots on the show, but it's actually a brilliant segue since we're talking about coming from New York City to head up Saratoga Way in the exact same manner. That will be happening for the Belmont Stakes come this June. Belmont at Saratoga. We talked about it a little bit last week when it was nearly official. Now it is official, JK. And it seems like all anybody in the racing world wants to talk about it this slow news time of the year. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, funny enough. A friend of mine, Robert Chow, texted me and said, hey, are they moving the Belmont to Saratoga? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm going to a wedding there. Right. Given this is a person from Texas who is going to a wedding from someone from Texas who happens to be getting married in Saratoga on Belmont weekend. And I said, oh, they're going to be in for quite a surprise. I hope they have booked a nice hotel block way in advance, JK. Exactly. Exactly. To, yeah. Because to that point, uh, I looked the Hampton Inn, uh, the one that's right over there uh, by Walt Whitman Brewery um, is twelve hundred a night. Last I checked. The Adelphi 3000 a night last time I checked. So um, I've heard rumors of people staying in Schenectady already. So it's I, I would try to start making arrangements now. I'll tell you what. It is a great area of the country beyond Saratoga, and especially if you're just coming up for one day. I would not give the likes of, I don't even want to say the brand names, of Hotel X. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction of letting them gouge me like that. I would look Tri-Cities, Albany, Schenectady, Troy. Troy, my favorite. Troy reminds me so much of uh, 
Brooklyn a few years ago. I mean, these are probably very reasonable places to stay. And then just travel in. Like don't, like I said, don't give them the satisfaction. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather spend the money on on somebody to drive me around than than um, have to deal with with that. And I guess that does bring up one of my concerns. You know, we talked about this last week, and we focused wholly on the positive, the fun aspects of it. And and there are plenty of those, and we'll get to those. I'm not looking to be negative, Nelly over here, but. I do have some concerns as those hotel prices, you know, attest to about what this is all going to cost. And if, you know, because sometimes I can be a little, not obnoxious, but I can be a little insensitive in the sense that we're so lucky as industry people to get to go to these great events and experience them. Usually, you know, we're working. So it's, it's, you know, it's just the, the, the festivity costs are essentially free because we're working, but you know, not the case for other people. And one thing I do not want, uh, Belmont at Saratoga to become, and hopefully it won't. We don't know a lot of specifics yet, but hopefully it's not going to become a a, uh, a price gouging situation. Uh, th there was a good article in the TDN by 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 TD Houghton, and he, he talked about the very old days. This is even before my time, J.K. But one of the things about racing that used to be really cool was it was the one sport where you know the big day you spend as much as as just the average day. That's long out the window for reasons that we could get into on another show. But I don't want to see that taken to its extreme. And this has that potential if uh, the folks putting on the party aren't careful. Well, I mean, I think it's, I mean, in fairness, I mean, this is not me just being a company man. I think, I think that it's, it's less about the folks putting it on versus the, the old supply and demand, right? I mean, this is a situation where I think a lot of people are going to want to be a part of it. They're going to want to say that I was at the Belmont when it happened at Saratoga. It's also just fun to be able to come to, I mean, this, this has been my favorite place for a long time, but you and I both quote unquote kind of live here sometimes. So it's, it's, it, we always have the access to be able to come Me more and hang so out. Than and, you. Me more so than for, you who lives in Texas 51% of the time for, for those hundred percent, 100% accurate. Um, but I just think that like the excitement and the buzz around it, you know, I think if they opened up the gates like they normally do for $10 to get into the backyard, uh, it, it's something that might not actually work. It could become an uncomfortable event. Um, they cap the Travers, they cap the Whitney. I would imagine they'll do the same here for the Belmont. 50,000. Um, yeah, I would right, think. Right, 50,000, which I think is fine. The one thing that I hope that they don't do, which I, I, I trust that they won't, I have no inside information, is limit the use of coolers. They don't limit the use of coolers on Travers Day. They don't limit the use of coolers um, on Whitney Day. Let's not limit the use of coolers for the backyard on Belmont Day. We want the backyard to still have that same feel, at least I do, um, for people to be able to come and enjoy it. It's, I understand they're going to charge a more expensive ticket, to get in for general admission. I, I would not be offended if general admission was $40 or $50 to get in as long as they allow coolers. I also don't think that the concessions can handle all of those people that if they aren't given the ability to bring in their own beverages and food, Correct. I, I just don't think that they would be able to handle it uh, and, and especially handle it at this time of the year where they're not, they're going to struggle in my opinion to be fully staffed like they are oh, for the summer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the coolers will be allowed. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, my case on, I hear what you're saying about supply and demand. That's a good counter argument to my argument. But here's my counter argument to your counter argument, which is let's not forget that we're a gambling game and that creating these experiences and getting people in the door. I don't know what happened to my voice. This is crazy and I have nothing to drink. But getting people in the door is what it's all about. When it comes to 
a place like Saratoga, I think it's one of the best on-ramps for new customers, for new people to become excited with the sport of racing and everything that we do, and that those people can then become, you know, annuities for racing in the way that we are, people who who go and we bet. And even though we work in racing, racing makes, uh, whether we win or lose, racing makes a ton of money off us in the form of our handle. Let's think big picture. Let's not think, let's grab all the money we can around this special event for two years. Let's think this is something we can really do to hopefully, you know, showcase our sport to the best of its ability to the most people possible in a way that you're not priced out if you don't happen to have a ton of money. That's how I would like to see it play out for Belmont at Saratoga. Well, counter to the counter to the counter. The last thing I'll <laughs> say, I'll say is, is I do think that, you know, and, and we can talk about this a little bit. One of the things we've talked about offline and I've talked to other people about is the logistics of it, right? And, you know, they're going to have to probably operationally spend more money on those four days than they might spend uh, on a rate on a random four days at Saratoga, because they're going to have to probably, sure. you're going to have to, you know, the, the person who runs the concession stand is not going to be in place for eight weeks. You're going to have to have them. You're going to probably have to put them up in a hotel in Schenectady, pay for their travel to get, I mean, it's going to be a more expensive event to put on because of the nature that it's a four week, a four day window rather than, you know, kind of the big picture of the summer. Uh, I think that could be interesting. And like, also, it's like, you know, the places like the Horseshoe and the places like Ciro's, um, are they going to be fully staffed up and ready to rock for, for a four-day weekend? Uh, you know, I thought about our friend Des at the Post Bar. Is Des going to come up for the weekend and work just those four days? Where is she going to stay? In Schenectady? Where, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm sure she's got friends that she can stay with, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's a, an aspect of it that makes it a little bit uh, trickier. The ticket riders, I mean, those people are not Saratoga uh, residents or, 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 or tri-state area or, you know, or capital region uh, residents. Those are people that come up from the, from the, from the city, from the summer or from long Island for the summer. I just think there's some logistical things that are, that are going to have to be uh, handled. For sure. I, I mean, you think that you think back to Belmont uh, you know, some of the bigger years, especially of Belmont um, where there's clearly, you know, I don't even know hundreds of people who they bring in short term. It'll have to be that. It's the only way I can see to make it work. And your point about it costing them more is 100% correct. I mean, just think about the load in and load out. It's almost nuts for four days. I'm su I'm almost surprised they didn't try to do a little bit more or something just to like justify having the, just bringing everything up and, and bringing it back downstate. But I think they decided this is the way that's going to make it work. I guess what makes me nervous, it makes me a little nervous that we've gotten this far in the process without the prices coming out. You know, as somebody who has a stretch table, um, you know, we're in pretty regular contact with them. And the fact that the numbers, it it just intimidates me that the numbers haven't been announced yet. That does make me worry. And there was one line in the press release about prices being in accordance with previous Belmont Stakes Festivals, which feels like code for saying there's going to be one, you're going to have to buy all four days. Um, but anyway, look, I'm sure it's going to work out and the pricing is going to be, well, I, I don't want to be Pollyannish about it. I would like to think there's many, many scenarios in which this can work out and just be an absolute boon to, to New York racing. I just, I'll feel a little bit better when we have all the specifics about, uh, about the pricing in place, but you're, you're confident it's going to, it's going to be a good thing for the fans. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's, look, it's like anything. I mean, the Breeders' Cup is not, it's not a cheap weekend. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, it's not a cheap weekend. Um, you know, a lot of, of Pegasus, not a cheap weekend. 
these 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 higher tier events, um, you know, where where you know the everyday player it, it spans outside the everyday player. The ticket prices just happen to go up a little bit, and it's you know I, I would say that it's the same way for the NFL though too, right? I mean, you can go watch. Um, you probably could have went and watched the Bengals and the and the and the Browns play, and, and you know, and, and probably a pretty cheap chick ticket, you know. But if you want to go on Sunday Night Football to watch the Eagles and the in the Cowboys play at Cowboys Stadium, it's going to be an expensive ticket, and I think that that's just kind of how it works. So, um, you know, I'm excited about it as, as a whole, though. I think it's going to be a pretty cool experience to be able to get up here in the spring. Uh, usually, the weather, the early summer. The weather is usually wonderful around that time of the year. It doesn't get too hot. You know, sometimes, especially with the way that Saratoga is, is laid out, being basically an outdoor racetrack, um, you know, they're, they're, the, the weather can be nice. Um, and, and plus, like, I think the other thing, too, in the summer is, is the city of Saratoga becomes very busy in the summer, not just because of horse racing. It's a destination in general in the summer, in the middle of the summer, in August. And so I think that it might actually be a little less crowded than you feel in the summer. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's going to be a nice little experience, I think for a lot of people. And, um, and I'm excited just about like the, the, the racing ideas about it too. Right. I mean, like how cool would it be if, if the leader in the clubhouse now fierceness is running for the triple crown uh, at Saratoga for, for Rapoli stables. Um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do from a crowd standpoint then if, the, if, if there's a triple crown alive, but uh, I guess they'll probably keep it capped at 50,000, but either way, it, it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. Again, my biggest point about, I just see it as different than, you know, going to see Hamilton on Broadway or, you know, uh, the Super Bowl as opposed to a, a random playoff game, just in the sense of we are this gambling game that has some PR issues. Let's not try to price out. Let, let's not, let's, let's not go the full on elitist route, which I have to say, you know, I love the Breeders' Cup. They're, you know, they're, they're our, our biggest client and, and some of our best friends in racing. But what I always say about Breeders' Cup, you know, when it comes to the smaller venues like Del Mar or Keeneland is I do worry about that little guy being, being priced out as compared to, you know, being able to have it in, in some bigger venues. And I, and I want that to be, to be kept in mind here. You know, I, th I think there's a happy medium. I don't think either one of us is, well, I don't think one of us is right and the other one's wrong. I think we're having a, a reasonable, intelligent conversation about the way these things could go. You said something very, said several interesting things, but the next one I want to jump right on is you talked about the idea of going for a, for a triple crown. I mean, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't change the cap. I think what the attendance is, is what the attendance is, and plus they have some way of getting the infield open, which I don't think they do up there. So, but how about this? If we do have a triple crown, I actually don't mind. I don't mind the idea at all of the 10 furlong Belmont at Saratoga. Cause I think triple crown race, you're supposed to start in front of the track. And so I don't have a problem with that. The mile and a half start would be very, very awkward. Like in the middle of the turn. And I, I just, I don't think that would be great, but I will say this should a horse win the triple crown with a 10 furlong Belmont, I'd put him in a slightly different category than one who did it with the old test of the champion going a mile and a half. What do you think about uh, the general idea of a 10 furlong Belmont stakes? And would it change your view at all of a horse who is able to annex all three? Well, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with the asterisk, right? Like it makes sense. Like, yeah, sure. Put it there. Cause it is different. Um, but I, to me, the triple crown, the, the significance and the difficulty of the triple crown lie less with, the the mile and a half finish of the Belmont it's more of the winning those three races 
over a five week span to me uh, in, in, in being superior and overcoming racing luck, uh, travel, three different racetracks, a 20 horse field and being able to overcome all of those things are what make the triple crown special to me. So the fact that if, if, a, if a horse were to win the Derby at a mile and a quarter, the Preakness at a mile and three sixteenths, and then show up and run in a mile and a quarter uh, at, at, at Saratoga, which I think will be a pretty full field. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't think this is a Belmont that people are skipping for the Haskell. It feels like people are going to show up for this race. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people dodge a mile and a half. Oh, this horse doesn't want to go a mile and a half. I'm not going to do it. I, I think that this would be a pretty, a pretty full gate in my opinion, uh, regardless of what's going on. So I think that I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. You, you wouldn't see me in a conversation arguing, well, but that one doesn't count. I, I don't think it would be that kind of asterisk. I think it's just something that, you know, it was different. So that has to be noted. Notably different. It's not insignificant. It doesn't take away in the sense that it makes it, doesn't take it into being something that's meaningless at all. At all. It would still be incredibly impressive achievement. But I, you know, I'd always, I would, in my mind, I would view it a little bit differently. Now, pursuant to what you were just saying, another good area for conversation. L let's say the 10 furlongs is wildly popular. Let's say we get four AEs this year and next for the Belmont Stakes. Anybody saying, oh, we should make it a mile and a quarter permanently, I, I got to go slow your roll on that one. I that would, to me, would be a huge mistake, especially if they're reconfiguring Belmont but keeping the mile and a half oval of Belmont Stakes starting at that. I, I don't like the Belmont mile and a quarter start at all. And to have that for a triple crown race, that just feels wrong for a number of reasons. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. It's not something that I'm concerned about. Uh, I think they'll probably keep it at a mile and a half. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't see that being a, a decision uh, that they would make. I, I will say this though, now that you've, you've got my brain rolling here um, about, about, <laughs> about some of the other races that we enjoy that weekend. Right. Um, the, the Manhattan can they run a mile and a quarter at Saratoga on the grass? Don't they have to start on the turn? That's one question. The other question is the Met Mile. Yeah. Are they going to run that out of the can Wilton shoot? Can we please not do that and move it back and run the Met Mile Memorial Day weekend and have that be a huge downstate deal? Like, why not? For a couple of years. And then just see what happens. I mean, look, I, you know how much I love the Met Mile. I've never thought that the Met Mile had to be the same day as – as the Belmont Stakes, I think it's a good enough race to carry its own day, to keep it at a proper one-turn mile, like the way it's supposed to be. Any chance they'll do that? I mean, they haven't. They haven't announced the full schedule. Well, they they, they, they did say that there was going to be you know so many million dollars given away during the festival. I, I think that yeah. they'll keep the Met Mile this weekend. I think that um, they realize, especially considering the fact that the Belmont will be taking place in Saratoga, that all eyes will be on, all racing eyes will be on to see what's this going to look like, what's this going to feel like. Let me watch this special event. Uh, I think that they'll, they will agree that the handle for the Met Mile on the undercard of the Belmont Stakes at Saratoga will be higher than if it's run as a standalone on Memorial Day weekend or That's Memorial Day. Looking at that. That's the wrong way of looking at it. You have to look at the value of it. You're not wrong in the facts that you said, but you have to look at it relative to how it would do compared to Random Race X and how the Met Mile would do as the feature Memorial Day compared to whatever the feature X is on Memorial Day. So I have I get to, it. No, I'm, I'm with I, you. I, I, I understand, but I'm just saying I don't think they're – I think that, 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 that the base logic to it will 
be enough for it to remain um, on just on Belmont. Weekend. Take your take any of your Fox hats off. Let's just get horse player JK in here for a minute. What do you think about the idea of the Met Mile and the Wilson shoot? What do you think of the Wilson shoot in general? Because I found it to be quirky and not particularly appealing racing. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, I, do I want the Met Mile to always be run there? No. Uh, but I'd rather them do that than move the Met Mile to a mile and an eighth. Um, we can agree on that. <laughs> or move it back to seven furlongs. I, I, I would yeah, prefer I would, they don't I do that. So, do you know, it, look, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it's fine when you have these talented, seasoned, athletic horses. You know, look, it, I, I have no issue with it. The draw matters in lots of races. So why wouldn't it matter in the Wilton shoot? Just for, just or the Wilson shoot, where the hell it's called. Um, just for a couple of, because there's the Wilton race, and I think it's the Wilson shoot, which yes. is what throws me off. Yeah, yeah, I could care less. I mean, it, for two for two years, whatever, you know. You think it's a biased configuration? The 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 Wilson shoot it made you sent me it seem like you no. I, I just think that it's. I think that I think that no, no, I don't actually think it's a biased situation. I think that it it matters what horses draw where, but right. that's any situation, right? Yeah, but I think any. if you are a a kind of slow away from their horse drawing the inside's not a great place to draw on the on the on the uh, Wilson shoot. But if you're a fast tactical horse drawing inside's fine. If you're a slow breaking horse drawing from the outside, you're going to take over and make one run anyways. Doesn't make a difference. Uh, a fast horse from the outside should be able to clear. I, I think that it's more of a tactical horses do better, but that's dirt racing in general. So I'm not necessarily offended by that lean. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you got to figure they're going to run it there because you got to figure part of the reason the Wilson shoot exists is with people anticipating this day where there could be a mile or two up north. So we're, we're going to see. I don't love it, but I haven't. But then again, I haven't loved the Met Mile being on the on the Belmont undercard like ever. So, you know, I think there's, I think the way, but what I do like, let's talk about something else that I think is really cool that I'm hoping they're going to do. So to me, there's been an absolute overkill with the stakes on Belmont Stakes Day. I don't think you ever need more than six stakes on a card and days where you have, you know, years where you've had the Brooklyn as a walkout race is, it's not good with me, but with this committing to four days and, you know, that we've heard this idea bandied about in the past about uh, the Belmont racing festival downstate, even becoming kind of like a mini asket. Well, what better time to experiment with that idea than these four days and have, you know, as they've done in, in recent years, it's gotten more and more with the three day festival with having what three stakes, four stakes, and then, you know, whatever, seven, eight, to, to have four days with quality stakes racing every day. Yeah. I wouldn't go nuts over having to have, you know, nine stakes on Belmont day is six is good. Move everything else around. And all of a sudden you could have something really special from a racing product standpoint, in my opinion, do you think that's how they'll do it? What do you think is going to go on as far as that goes? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think they leaned that way a little bit last year on Friday. I believe they had two grade ones, right? The acorn was moved yep. to Friday as well as the New York, right? So I think that if you can find an extra grade one to pop on Thursday, to have Thursday with a grade one, keep have a grade one on Friday, do what you got to do on Saturday, and then have us have a kind of a, a, a going away grade one on Sunday, I, I think that that could be pretty cool as well. So I, I would imagine they'll try to spread it out. I mean, you're going to definitely get a stakes race or two every day. Um, you know, that, I think that's probably pretty certain. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool to have to have, uh, to have a grade one at least every day. I'm also curious to see what they do with the racing calendar coming into and going out of the Belmont. I'd love to see. feels like when you get 
little breaks, you can sometimes have a racing product that comes back rejuvenated. Obviously, you know, you got to figure everybody is going to be pointing to no matter what kind of horse you have, people are going to want to race at Saratoga. So the idea of having like these little breaks, I, I think it really won't hurt anything. It'll just potentially make racing stronger downstate and upstate. Um, yeah, what I wonder what they're going to do. I mean, I, I guess there's a couple of, you, you make a good point there, right? Like moving all of that stuff is not easy. Um, you know, moving all, you got to think it's not just, it's, it's the TV trucks, it's the silks, it's the cameras. It's not like they have a camera at Saratoga and a camera at Belmont. They move those things around, um, moving the sets, moving all the microphones, moving just, you know, the, the, the jocks room, the, all of those things. The, the 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 executives, I'm sure they're not going to move all of their stuff down uh, to set up their entire offices. But I, I would think that they're going to have to do something that weekend before. I think racing, ending racing at six o'clock on Sunday before moving down is 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 a little bit dicey. I, I, I would think they might look to take off. Yeah, or maybe just that's at least that Sunday off. I know they hate to lose Saturdays if they don't have to, but maybe just maybe that Sunday off would be enough to give you that extra day of travel to get down there to get set up. And then and then coming back, I think you would see a, a similar situation, probably not starting until that next Friday. So losing those couple days of racing or maybe three or four days of racing really could bolster the product like you mentioned. Yeah, because also when you think about it, I just don't think in those support, th those cards on either side. I mean, yeah, there'll be some wise guys thinking, oh, maybe I have a better chance to win with everybody else pointing to Saratoga. But I, but I would assume I would just I would assume those fields might be a little bit leaner than they would normally. And I'd almost rather see, you know, take even if it does involve losing a Saturday, take some races away, get some people shooting for, you know, before where they could still maybe then come back and race at Saratoga, depending on the level of horse. There's, there's a lot that goes into it, but you know, I mean, we're in good hands. We got people who know what they're doing, looking at all this stuff and hopefully coming up with the right solutions. As far as that goes, what other thoughts do you have on uh, this Saratoga Belmont situation? Yeah. You know, I was just thinking just like how much different it's going to be, you know, I mean, uh, considering, you know, going down for, for, um, going downstate, I was thinking, you know, the two-year-old racing, some interesting, fun little stats. I'm sure you'll be able to pull up because, you know, there's never been a two-year-old to run in June at, uh, at Saratoga. So I'm sure there'll be some nice little nuggets there. I'm sure. Wesley Ward is, is, uh, licking his chops. Where does this fall in terms of Ascot, right? right this is it's before, right? Like right before. Yeah. yeah Ascot is, and I'm, I was relieved. Because when they were talking about maybe, you know, gossip, no, nothing from our friends at Naira, but there was rumors about, you know, that maybe moving it a week or something. And it, had they done that, it would have been an ask a conflict and I would not have been happy about that. But for me, selfishly, moving the triple crown, I am, I am modestly, moderately in favor of experimenting with the placement of the triple crown races. I'm guessing if it didn't happen this year, it's not going to happen for a while just because it felt like if Naira was ever going to have flexibility with moving the date, it would be a, day, a year they were doing it at a different venue anyway. Obviously, they didn't want to do that. But for me, selfishly, this winds up being amazing because it means no Memorial Day Preakness would have been tricky. You know, it's just tricky. We all have things we do Memorial Day. It's it, it, it this year, especially it would have been it would have been tricky. But this year I want to I don't have a fabulous wedding in Italy to go to this year but I do have the opportunity to go to Sweden 
to go to their Kentucky Derby, the Elite Lopen. So now I'll be able to go to that, and it won't mess with my. Uh, it also won't mess with my my Ascot schedule, which will be the which will be the following week. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up for sure, but I think it's like June fourteenth, June fifteenth. It's good with Perrin's school schedule this year because she's done before Ascot starts, which has in the past been obviously a bit of a difficult thing because I've missed like end of the year concerts and, and things like that. Won't have to do that. And then the extra, extra benefit is Susan and Perrin will be able to come over and uh, join me. Hopefully us at ask it for a couple of days. Any chance you're going to get there this year? Have you thought about it at all? Look, I'm, I'm always drawing live to go. I've been wanting to go very badly for quite some time. So uh, I, I like to think I'm always drawing live to, to get there. I just haven't made it happen, you know, this year with the wedding, it wasn't, uh, wasn't able to do it, but yeah, I'm, I'm always drawing live. And, and, uh, and, and so I'm hope I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful this would be a good year to do it. Maybe after maybe racing, will you know, have a little bit of a break, a little bit of a lull after, uh, after being here and for, uh, for, for Saratoga. So, um, yeah, maybe. Tuesday the 18th through Saturday the 22nd is ask it. So I mean, the timing is absolutely perfect to do both for those. The other are. thing I wanted to tell our listeners now that I think about it, uh, I was just looking. I looked at uh, Amtrak at the train um, on Saturday, June 8th, Belmont Day. You can get uh, a coach seat for thirty-five dollars <laughs> from from Moynihan. From Moynihan. So you can Moynihan. I'll explain that in a second. From Moynihan to um, to Albany, which Albany. I find to be much easier, and then just Uber gotcha. in rather because there's yes. the, the train times to get to Saratoga are very limited. You have a lot more options if you just get the Moynihan and just get off the train, get in an Uber. It's thirty dollars, and, and you're here. Um, but I will say this: one of my the, the best moves is to fly into JFK rather than Albany or LaGuardia, whichever one you, your airport flies to, because it's usually a direct from wherever you're coming from in the world to JFK or LaGuardia. And then it's, it's a little cheaper too than flying into Albany. And then you can just take the train up. You just get to, you just, you just take the, 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 the I don't know what air it's called. Train. The air train, air take the air yeah. train down to Penn station. You walk over to the Moynihan side, you get on the train two and a half hour shot. Boom, boom. You're there. And it's 35 bucks. So that's another thing too. If, if, if hotels become too expensive, I would imagine that there's a world in which you could, you could train up for the day and then let's flip this and see what the train back, what the latest train back is. If you're just trying to be a day tripper, ah, it's a little tough. 740, you might be cutting no it a good. little close on the 740, no but you know, at least one night stay, and then you can leave the next morning. When you're looking at where you're looking at the bus, you know, you, I'm sure there's other things you can do if you're not, you know, opposed, morally opposed to riding the bus, which I still do once in a while. Once in a blue moon, I get desperate enough. I need to, I need to take the bus up. But it's in any case, it's going to be a great four days. Uh, we'll be doing stuff. I don't know exactly what, but I've had multiple conversations already. People coming out of the woodwork to talk about an in the money live event up there, which is something we've never done for Belmont. But I think this year it, it might be the time to, to do that. You'd be up for up for something like that. I'm going to be I'm going to be so much more uh, up for things. Well rested uh, in my own home rather than having to, uh, you know, jump around a hotel and this, that and the other. So, yeah, it'll be nice. No, no road, no road games for you. All right. So I got to give you a hard time about something. I, I just don't understand how someone who pretends to be so much more technologically aware and frankly, just, you know, digitally, uh, you know, in tune than me in general, can't figure out how to use the damn focus feature on his iPhone that Perrin has managed. You can make it so like when you're sleeping, 
you only get certain notifications. You don't need me. When I have insomnia and it's four in the morning and I need to fire off a bunch of texts, I, I, I hate the fact that you're one of, you and Brittany Ertner are the two people in the world who ever told me, please don't text me in the middle of the night. So I, uh, I, I, I try to honor that, but come on guys, just get the focus feature going. It'll be fine. Well, so <laughs> I'm not going to hit you at the undefeated, but I, I am going to hit you. The one, the one reason I don't put my phone on do not disturb is well, because Austin's not always, always in my but house. What I'm saying but is you can have it so that anyone who could possibly text you or need to you break through Austin. can break through. I know. I know. You're right. No, but it doesn't actually bother me. My, I don't wake up when I hear my phone vibrate. Okay. But you're just, just like, like sometimes I'm giving you a hard time, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole the whole thing at the beginning of JK plus one is to just try to find a way to 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 kind of poke at you a little bit. And this one that morning it just happened to be it just happened to be that one. Yeah. That's a very, very funny. Well, yeah, you can you can actually fair enough, you can do a lot with the different focus things. You can you can do some really good stuff. Yeah, there's there, there there's a lot of tools on there that are that are good to have in your tool belt as somebody who does, you know, half their job on on the phone for sure as I'm sure many of our viewers and listeners do as well. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment of what you think about uh, Belmont at Saratoga. Will you be there? Where will you stay? What do you think about all these issues we've been bandying back and forth and, and debating about as far as that goes? And if you're just listening to the podcast in the normal places, go over to YouTube and do it. Actually, comments are a great way to help us out, especially on the YouTube uh platform. It's very, very responsive to that kind of stuff. And I promise I'm going to get better about trying to answer and engage with people because it's a nice little way to, to create a community. But what else have you heard? Uh, I've had so many people come out of the woodwork and, uh, you know, what my, my, my great friend, Doug Ramsdell told me he'd be taking the house that weekend. So we've had, we, we've had that approach. Uh, we've also had a lot of people requesting, um, space in the degenerate flop house. At this point, I don't know. I, we may set a record. We may break a Travers record where we've had people sleeping in the bathtub of the number of people who are going to be there, at least for, for Saturday night. What have you been hearing from your crew? Um, well, Austin's going to be here, so that's one room down. We've actually, just the the Salivo crew as a whole, have been all thinking about like renting out our houses. Um, you know, and just like ours is the closest house to the racetrack. Uh, G's parents live a little bit further out. Ronnie uh, a little bit further out, but we're all thinking about renting out uh, two of the three houses and then all staying at one. But Mark. we're going to wait till we get a little bit closer to see what those numbers are going to be. I, yeah. I would imagine uh, they'll be pretty high considering if the Adelphi is $3,000 a night, do the math exactly. uh, on a four bedroom, four bedroom, four bathroom house. And, and uh, suddenly, suddenly the numbers could be intriguing. Pick five money, yeah. pick six money. Oh, exactly. You're free rolling the whole damn weekend if you get that done. You mentioned Des before. I put this, I put a note about her in the newsletter last week. I'll mention it here too. And if I think of it, I'll pop it in the show notes too. She is in a bartending contest at the moment and we want to show support. She's been such an ally to horse players and all the time she's been at Saratoga. We can now support her by voting for her to win this uh, win this contest, which comes with money and, and all other kinds of honors. It's a it's bar boss. You could probably find it, but uh, with this link, it's very easy. Voting continues just for a few more days. So if you're hearing this and you want to support Des or do something cool for us, right away, go there and cast your vote. Hopefully she's going to be able to uh, take that down and uh, make us some nice cocktails to celebrate when we see her at Belmont at Saratoga, even if I won't be setting foot in the paddock bar. <laughs> oh, man. That's, 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 the, that's the Italian. That's definitely the Italian in you. Sicilian more specifically, but yes. 
Yeah. Um, we'll say, well, when I finally make my long way to JK plus one appearance, we can, when you get that week, you get really hard up for a guest. I promise I'll tell that story. Uh, speaking good. of JK plus one, what you got cooking? Uh, we, so we had Brittany Erton last week, which was a lot of fun. Um, recently, if you missed, we had Craig Milkowski. That was good. That was good. Very, very uh, numbers oriented. Excellent conversation for the for the you know the hardcore horse players among you. Yeah, I have a I have a I missed a call. Just I'll, I'll say this. I don't know if it's going to happen now or later in the fall or this, or later in the winter, uh, early next year. We'll I'll find out after this. I have to call this person back. But there was a call and a, and a conversation about having uh, Pat Cummings and Mike Rapoli to kind of give us an update on what's going on, what the plans are, what the thoughts are and and what's going on there. So uh, I, I, if it doesn't happen now, or if they want to wait a little while to get a bit more ducks in a row, we'll see. So that could be a potential for this week. And will Mike live tweet, uh, will Mike live tweet the appearance? I hope so. so. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I know for now. And then uh, I'm still going to try to try to uh, try to lock down Chad before the end of the year. He's just, he's in Florida. And so we missed each other here. So we'll try to get him before the end of the year, depending on travel, but we'll get him early next year for sure. A Christmas present to the viewers. If you can get that one, if you can get that one out, uh, is he, is he in, is he coming back or is he in Florida for the duration? No, he's, he comes back, but then he's like, it's, but then we leave and then he comes back. And so it's, it's a little tricky. It'll happen when it happens, but that's, you know, eagerly, eagerly awaited to get to, to get to hear from him in that format. The Pat and Mike one in all seriousness sounds awesome. I've been dying to have Pat on to talk about a whole bunch of things. Basically, I still need him to explain to me all that, that crazy pool um, nonsense from the other week that I still can't get my brain around. I need Pat to explain that to me, but maybe we'll wait and let him talk to you on uh, JK plus one, but we'll have that production meeting outside the show. We are pressed for time right now, my friend, unless you have a closing thought to share. Not looking forward to it. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Belmont, Saratoga, a little bit different, but uh, Richie Migliori said it's uh, what do you say? It's a, uh, uh, Damn, what do you say? An American, you know, American tradition or an American's traditional race or something at Americans' traditional racetrack or something Ooh, along those lines. Yeah, yeah, I hear tweet, he's going. Tweet Mig. He'll he'll tell you what it was. <laughs> I messed up. I've been messing up Mig Migisms all week. So why not? Uh, why not stop now? Keep it going. Keep it. Everybody needs a good editor, Jonathan. That's the truth. All right, we are out of here. Uh, really fun to catch up with you, JK. And uh, we'll be back later in the week. Lots of content coming. Gulfstream pick three shows. We'll have. We'll have a bunch of other coverage of racing around the country as well, including Turfway and Naira. But that's going to do it for this show. Thank you one more time, JK. Thanks to our founding partners, Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and 10 Strike Racing. Hopefully we'll get to root for the purple and black right up there during Belmont at Saratoga. The show's been a production of In The Money Media. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.